Welcome to the Compass Podcast, featuring Chris Shandro and the Compass team. We hope this message is just for you. Well, hello, I'm Chris. I'm the pastor at Compass. Thank you so much for joining me in what is our last message in the Kingdom Message series. Now, let me take you back in time to the Catholic Church of the 1600s, because back then there was this rampant fear of heretics who were spreading and teaching opinions that contradicted what the church believed was taught in the Bible. As a result of this fear of heretics, uh, the people who were accused of it, they were put on these church-led inquisition trials. There was also what was called an index of prohibited books. It was a list of books that supposedly violated what the Bible taught. And so the church made those books illegal and they prohibited people from reading them. Banning books, it's so 1600. I mean, that would never happen today, right? Well, right in the middle of all of this, the scientist Galileo, he was writing about heliocentrism, which is the idea that the sun sits at the center of our galaxy. This was a scandalous and heretical idea at the time because, according to the church, the Bible taught that the earth was the center of the universe. Galileo's writings about the earth circling the sun therefore contradicted what the church believed the Bible taught. And so in 1633, after his book had been added to the index of prohibited books, Galileo was put on trial in front of the Inquisition. Now, these types of conflicts have happened over and over again throughout history because for religious people especially, we are following a timeless and infinite God who doesn't change. And therefore, in our minds, our expression of religion must also be timeless and changeless. I mean, if the Bible was clear to people about something at one point in human history, it must therefore mean the exact same thing to all people at every other point of human history, right? And yet Galileo shows us that that isn't the case. In fact, in 1720, the Catholic Church officially changed position and embraced heliocentrism as the truth. Conflict and change has always been a part of Christianity from the beginning. I mean, when the church first started, it was only for Jewish believers. And then eventually Gentile believers could join, but they had to be circumcised and they had to follow Jewish law in order to be part of the church, at least until church leaders decided that they didn't. It's been the same in modern times too. I mean, historically the church has had a pretty dismal track record on things like slavery, racism, civil rights, women's rights. And all of that is based on what many people believed was taught in the Bible, at least until those perspectives changed. And now things like racism and sexism are understood by most Christians at least to be evil. And today the church faces issues like abuse and LGBTQ rights in much the same way that the church faced other issues in the past by trying to hold on to what they believe is true from scripture while also trying to find a way forward, balancing what they believe to be true with new understandings about the world and how it works. And just like those who believed the earth was at the center of the universe, today we have our own issues to deal with. And there's this tension, the tension between what we believe and understanding new information, that tension isn't new. Now, belief, belief is what we have settled to be true and unchanging. And understanding is this ongoing process of discovering new information and then changing our perspectives based on what we've learned about it. Belief and understanding, these two things have always been at odds. 
especially in religion. I mean, for example, if I believe the Bible, God created the earth in seven days just over 5,000 years ago. But our scientific understanding of the world says the earth is four and a half billion years old. The Bible says slaves should obey their masters, but our modern human understanding is that slavery is universally wrong. The Bible says women should be silent in church, but our understanding and experience show that women can be exceptional pastors and teachers. So how do we bridge the gap between our belief in ancient, unchanging truth and our continually changing and evolving understanding of the world? Well, like most other things, I think we can find the answer in the life and teaching of Jesus. Now, in, in the Kingdom Message series, we've been working our way through Matthew chapter 13, and Jesus has been explaining the kingdom of God through a series of parables. And here at the end of his storytelling, he asks his disciples a big question. Look at this in Matthew chapter 13, verse 51. Have you understood all these things, Jesus asked? Yes, they replied. Have you understood all of these things? It's a big question Jesus asked at the end of all of his parables, but it's one that shows us something that mattered to him. It was really important to Jesus that his followers understood what he said. I mean, just in Matthew 13 alone, Jesus talks about understanding multiple times. Look at this, Matthew 13, 9. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. In Matthew 13, 12, Jesus said to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. And then again, in Matthew 13, 43, Jesus repeats, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Understanding what he was saying was really important for Jesus in relation to his followers. I mean, even as Jesus was explaining the kingdom of God through his parables, he was reiterating over and over how important it was that his followers really understand what he was saying. And I think it's interesting that Jesus didn't say, do you believe what I'm saying? Rather, he said, do you understand? But let's continue. Jesus, Jesus goes on in verse 52. Then he added, Every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. Again, Jesus is talking about understanding. It was crucially important to him. But he's still here explaining the kingdom of God. And, and what Jesus is saying here is this. He's saying this is what the kingdom will look like in the lives of those who understand it. And to explain this, Jesus then he kind of mixes two metaphors. First, he says that those who understand are like a teacher of the law. And then he says that that teacher of the law is like a homeowner who brings out new treasures as well as old. It's almost like there's these two levels of inception. Okay, so let's start with the first, the teacher of the law, or what is more literally translated here as a scribe. Scribes were key religious leaders in the Jewish world. They were extensively trained to understand and teach the Jewish law. In a lot of ways, scribes were like seminary-trained pastors. They were equipped and educated to teach the ancient scriptures. Scribes, in other words, were experts on old spiritual treasures, which is why what Jesus said next was so shocking. He said a scribe who becomes part of the kingdom of God is like a homeowner who brings out new treasures from his storeroom 
as well as old. And the thing is, scribes don't bring out new things. Look at Deuteronomy 4.2. Do not add or subtract from these commands I'm giving you. Just obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you. Because of this law, a scribe only taught well-established beliefs and commands from Jewish scriptures, and they would never add anything new to it. Now, as a result of this, scribes tended to be a little legalistic and, and pretty exacting in their religious demands. They followed the letter of the law, and they only ever brought out the old treasures. For Jesus to say that someone who understands the kingdom of God is like a scribe who teaches new ideas would be shocking and deeply offensive to some of the religious people. So why did he use the illustration of a scribe bringing out new truths? What Jesus is describing is the difference between belief and understanding. Now again, belief is what we have settled to be true and unchanging. Understanding is the ongoing process of discovering new information and, and changing our perspectives based on what we've learned. And Jesus says that kingdom of people are those who hold on to both belief and understanding. Kingdom people hold on to the valuable, unchanging treasures of the past while also embracing the new treasures that God reveals to us through life and experience. Belief and understanding. But belief without understanding? It's like we saw in the life of Galileo. It can be devastating to people. Let me give you an example from the Jewish scriptures. Jewish law prohibited intermarrying with foreign pagan women. It was against the law. And the reason was because intermarriage had the potential to lead the people of Israel into the worship of the idols and foreign gods of their new wives. This was a settled and established law that was not to be broken. But there was a period of time when intermarriage among foreign women was rampant in Israel. Now, at this time, Ezra was a scribe. And, and when Ezra realized how flagrantly the people were violating God's law, he was heartbroken. I mean, look at how he writes about this and what happened next in Ezra chapter 10, verses 2. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, a descendant of Elam, he said to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God for we have married these pagan women of the land. But in spite of this, there is hope for Israel. So let us now make a covenant with our God to divorce our pagan wives and to send them away with their children. We will follow the advice given by you, Ezra, and by the others who respect the commands of our God. Let it be done according to the law of God. So, Ezra stood up and demanded that the leaders of the priests and the Levites and all the people of Israel swear that they would do as Shechaniah had said. People of Israel had violated the law. They had broken the law of intermarriage. And Ezra, the scribe, believed in this law deeply. And as a result, his response was for all of the men to divorce their foreign wives and send them and their children away. Now, let me ask you this. Does that seem right? Does it seem like the heart of God to create orphans and widows in order for people to remain religiously pure? I mean, Ezra was clearly right about what he believed the law said. It did. But do you think that Ezra understood the heart of God and how he responded? I would say no. 
Ezra acted in belief, but he acted in belief without understanding, and people were hurt. And this is a pattern that seems to repeat itself in the church over and over again. A specific expression of religious belief can often hurt people. So what do we do? I mean, there are some who would say, I can't violate my deeply held biblical beliefs just because culture or because science presents some new understanding of the world. And then there are others who would say, hey, I know deep down in my heart what's right. And it doesn't matter whether the Bible says it is or not. So how do we know what to do? How do we balance out the old and the new? How do we balance belief and understanding? And again, let's look to Jesus. Matthew 22, verse 37 through 39, Jesus says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all of the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. If you've been part of Compass for any amount of time, you are probably so tired of this verse because it seems like we talk about it every week. But that's because according to Jesus, it is everything. Love is everything. But here's what's so amazing about this command. These two commandments that Jesus gives that wrap up all of the Jewish scriptures, they actually come from the Jewish scriptures. Here Jesus is pulling out old treasures to give people a new understanding of his kingdom. But Jesus doesn't stop there. Look at John 13, 34. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Here at the very end of his life, during the Last Supper, Jesus issues to his disciples a command that is new. Love each other the way I've loved you. See, when Jesus reframed the old treasures from Jewish scriptures, and then in pulling out a new treasure in his command to love each other like he loved us, Jesus is actually giving us the key to pairing belief and understanding. And it's love. And here's the thing. In the kingdom of God, love is the bridge between belief and understanding. It is the lens through which we can see how the past and present can come together. It is the thread that runs consistently through everything that God wants for and from his people. Love. According to Jesus, the kingdom way of being in the world is to be people of both belief and understanding, who hold tightly to the treasures of the old while also embracing the new treasures of God's revelation, knowing that we can only be people of belief and understanding when we embrace Jesus' timeless command to love first. To be kingdom people, we must run our expressions of belief through the filter of love. And we must also be people who run our new experience and understanding of the world through that same filter of love. Love is a treasure, both old and new. So as we root our faith in an ancient belief in scripture, may we understand that the only proper expression of that faith is done in love toward God and toward others. Because belief without an understanding of love, it just turns the Bible into a sword that we end up swinging around into the people. An understanding of our world, 
without belief in the ancient principles of a loving and timeless God, and that just leaves us untethered from what and who we were created to be. May we continue to be people who explore and understand the boundaries of God's kingdom as we follow Jesus in both belief and in understanding. May we be people for whom love is everything. And may our belief be filtered through the lenses of love. And may our understanding of the world as things change be filtered through the understanding of love. And finally, may his kingdom come and may his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us at Compass. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions about Compass or this message, contact us at our website, www.compassbn.com.